Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know and they'll say, why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Dark Discussions, your place for discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, good evening. Good evening. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's work been going? Busy. Very busy. Yep, I'm heading back tomorrow, so I'm going to be swamped. And in the state of Missouri. Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how are you? I'm okay. Good, good. Um, All right, for folks who are new to the podcast, first off, this is March 3rd, 2022, that we're recording this for folks who are curious, because we have some listeners that are always curious when we record these episodes, because they aren't necessarily released immediately after we record them, even though this one will probably be released pretty quick. Um, who is Dark Discussions Podcast? Dark Discussions Podcast is the original podcast of the Dark Discussions News Network. We've been around for just about 11 years, over 530 or so episodes. We talk about films, generally, so science fiction, horror, fantasy, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, uh, midnight movies, cult films, Driving films and on and on. Basically, we try to talk about it. Film. We, we try to talk intelligently. 
about a genre that deserves indulgence. And uh, someday we'll succeed. <laughs> one, one day. I don't know about that because send the world. Sorry, I had to throw that out. But anyway, um, uh, we do have an email at darkdiscussions at AOL.com where you can email us and give us your thoughts and we will read your email on the podcast. Uh, also, we do have an email directly on the website itself at darkdiscussions.com where you can just choose contact us on the um, menu at the top of any page and you just press that link and it pops up a box and you can fill that out as well um and that will be an email to us as well and again we will read that on the podcast um now uh eric uh what else uh, do we have on that website that has some interest for our listeners well on every page of the website there's a patreon badge Patreon is a service that lets you financially contribute to your online artists like us. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like equipment and web service and renting movies and so on and so forth. So if you would like to help us offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions for every $5 a month that you care to donate. You'll have the opportunity to submit a topic for us to possibly do a show on. We draw one at random from our submissions uh, once a quarter and do a show on that. So, if that's something you're interested in, you can go to patreon.com slash darkdiscussions or click on the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Indeed, indeed. And uh, we do have a couple of emails uh, from John Appleby. Uh, John Appleby is one of our listeners from uh, the UK. Uh, originally uh, uh, joined our Twitter account and then joined the Facebook group. And uh, he had a couple of emails. Uh, one is very recent, uh, just uh, from January. Um, that uh, got kind of lost, and then I refound it. Uh, and then we have one that's a little older, uh, from October uh, of 2021, so just a couple of months ago. Uh, and this is uh, some of his emails. This is what he says. John Appleby from the UK. He goes, hi, all. Hope you're well. Just my brief thoughts on what I've watched so far. And again, this is the October 28th, 2021 email. Uh, I've watched The Night House, more like Shit House. So you did not Ooh, like shots fired. Indeed, yeah. Indeed. Uh, malignant. Or like stupid and indignant. Ooh, so two of our top Damn. ten horror films of the year he did not like. Uh, then the TV show Midnight Mass. Now this was good. Maybe what Salem's Lot 2 should have been. Uh, then Squid Game. On to episode three. But so far, very good. And then The Walking Dead. Fast improvement on the final season as opposed to the poor draw-out seasons of 6 and 7. And lastly, the new James Bond film was stirred, but definitely not shaken. I think Mike would agree with that. Take care all, and happy Halloween. John Appleby, Durham City, Northeast Flighty. I have no idea if he liked or did not like the James Bond movie. Well, he said it was stirred, but definitely not shaken. So if he said it was shaken and stirred, then I would think he would like it. That's all I can. Yeah, I think he's I, saying basically it was just okay. Is what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting. 
All right. So this is what he has to say. And uh, if he rewrote this email today, he would add a third year to that. But we'll get to that in a moment. And this is what John Appleby of the UK says. He goes, hi, all. This is from January 28th, 2022. Hi, all, and happy new year from the Northeast in Blighty. Went to my first eagerly anticipated trip to the Flicks this year, as I don't drink from New Year's Day till my birthday, April 12th, so cinema trips and boxing help in my sobriety. The film I chose was Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. An excellent film. Not horror, as the trailers deceive you and maybe thinking it is, and I'll say it for you, Eric. Fuck trailers. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, visceral, tense, beautifully shot, with an awesome score. Every one of the cast were fantastic. Ron Perl, I assume he means Ron Perlman, and was, well, Ron Perlman. And sure enough, he did. At the heart, it's a moral tale, but I won't spoil. A must-see and a must-future review. P.S. Have put other reviews and thoughts on... December last year, Midnight Mass, etc., but you have not read it out yet. Just did. I know you have a lot to cram in, and two hours plus is still not enough sometimes. Just think, it's good to hear listeners' views, too, as well as the panel. Yeah, anyway, Phil. Yeah, they, 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 the, the two emails got lost in spam. That, that was the that was the unfortunate thing. And so I, I've I've begun to check spam from now on. Just and I've also tagged John's uh, email address to go straight to uh, there. You go the regular inbox. Yeah. Anyway, keep up the great work. Hope Phil and the kids are healthy and over their COVID boats. Yep, because uh, I did have COVID. We, we and Kevin, you did too, as a matter of fact. Yep. Take care, all. Let's hope 2022 is better for us all. <laughs> it's the worst year of the three. And the last two years, go fuck yourself. <laughs> John Appleby <laughs> of Northeast Blighty. Well, as I said, what uh, you really feel. As I said a, a couple of months ago on Facebook, remember <laughs> when we all complained about 2019 being the worst year ever? Oh, that was a crock. That's <laughs> How quaint that is now. Oh, 2019, how we missed it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. 2019 was a damn good year. I don't care what anybody says. 2021 sucked. 2020 sucked. And 2022 is only two and two months old, and it's the worst of the three. But anyway. And that's saying something when last year my father died of COVID. All right. So... Speaking of 2022, we do have a new film tonight that we're going to discuss that is a 2022 film. Um, and we'll get into any news or any of those other things later in the podcast. Uh, if we do have time, depending on how long we talk about the film, if there's uh, an opening at the end, we'll discuss uh, news and uh, what we've been watching and all that other good stuff. Uh, yeah. So... Um, with all that stated, uh, Eric, uh, what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight, we're going to be discussing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, currently available on Netflix.
So Harlow is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey, guys. You should see this. What are you doing in our house? You really shouldn't be here. Zully, I'm afraid your old friend's back. Fifty years I've been waiting for this night. Just to see him again. Who? Cancel, bro. Oh, That's right. As the trailer that was just played, you probably figured that ain't no Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974 or whatever it was. <laughs> and that is correct. This is the new thing where all these sequels of franchises like Scream and Halloween, they just call it the same, or, or the thingy for that matter. They just They're call so it... so unoriginal, they can't even come up with a different name. Right, so this As is... As you said last time, Eric, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it is possibly the dumbest and most annoying trend in movies uh, that I can remember in a long time. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Uh, I, I, would, I would concur with Mike. I would concur because because this is uh, a lot like Halloween in that it is uh, a franchise from the 1970s that has three movies of the same title in the same franchise. Mm-hmm. Right. I think and, one of them has the word "the" at the beginning, though. Right, and this one actually has chainsaw combined when the original was chain space saw. Mm, mm, very different. Very yeah. Different. Now, yeah. That's, that, now, now that's the movie I want to see. The check just changed space saw. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, so we are talking about the 2022 film that's called simply the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Three words because there is no chain space saw. It's just chainsaw. Nor is there a the. There is no the. Either. That's correct. So I I take that back. If I use the word completely the. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Um, now, this film is uh, brand new. Came out on February 18th, 2022. Uh, uh, purchased and uh, released by Netflix. So only on Netflix. The film is directed by David Blue Garcia. Based off of a screenplay by Chris Thomas Devlin. Uh, which was based off a story by Rodo Sayegis and Fede Alvarez. 
um, out of all those people, Fede Alvarez is probably the, the name. Person. There was a screenplay. I thought they did it just as the, as it happened. <laughs> we'll, well talk about that later, Barrett. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm but, just surprised that, you know, color me surprised. So uh, Fede <laughs> Alvarez is the guy that did uh, the Evil Dead remake and Don't Breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So um, I will say it was a disturbing lack of, ta- of turkey basters in this one. <laughs> there was. We need more yeah, turkey yeah. basters. That's true. So the film stars, uh, I won't even name any of them because I don't know any of these people, uh, but it, it stars people. Um, <laughs> now, uh, we do have. Wow. You have. <laughs> I've never heard Phil diss a movie this hard. Well, 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 you're going to be surprised when, when I discuss. But um, we do have two other reviews on the Dark Discussions News Network uh, from Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show, which I believe he says is horrendous. And then Jason Lloyd on Jason's Jason Unleashed, Episode 2, which... Oh, my uh, God. Is he doing a podcast on our network now? He is. He is. Oh, my God. That's awesome. It is awesome. I didn't know. Uh, yes, it is awesome. And uh, uh, Jason Lloyd, who uh, reviewed this film, and he's, as Eric stated to me, he's going to fight this to the end, which is, this is a great I said film. he's going to die on that hill. <laughs> That's right. Something, I knew you said something that was about death. So he's, he's going to fight this because he loved this film. So uh, you can listen to those episodes on uh, the news network, uh, Anthony T's Wrestling Horror Show. You can listen to that episode off of that feed. But Jason Unleashed, episode two, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you can find both on the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews as well as the Dark Discussion podcast feed. Um, All right, so we can get into our thoughts on this film and what we thought of this. And uh, let's start with you, Kevin. Well, actually, I am familiar with a couple of the actors uh, in this movie. Um, Alice Krieg has been around a few things. If you're a Star Trek geek, uh, she is the Queen Borg. Um, And William Hope, the sheriff, I've seen him in a couple things, but the one thing I've seen him in that I remember him the most was in the first Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie. Now, about the movie itself. It is, I guess, it just follows the pattern. It follows a typical slasher pattern. There really weren't any surprises. You kind of ex- you, you got what you you got what you expected. Um, yeah, nothing particularly original in this one. I mean, it had it had a decent kill, and, and near the near the beginning, one that I I don't think I've ever seen. So that I'll give it that, but. Uh, everything else, it's, it was just a little too expected, too predictable. All right, sounds good. Very well. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Uh, this is an entry in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. If you have seen any other entry in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, other than the original, you'll know that it's a mixed bag. Um, I think if you hold this to the standard of the original film, 
It will do what almost every other horror movie made since 1974 will do, and that is probably not live up to it. If you compare it to almost any other movie in this franchise, or even just like the the mid-level of the other 83 movies in this franchise, I think it does okay. It's got some serious stupid in it, especially <laughs> at the end, where it becomes not bad but laughably bad um <laughs> there are some decent kills in it i thought i think they do some neat things in it some of it doesn't hold up yes it is kind of chasing a trend in that it's a a scream would call it a requel um but I, you know i don't i the only reason i watched it was because of the podcast my facebook feed was filled with everybody and their mother talking about how wonderful and horrible this movie was when it came out. And I really had no interest because I think I had watched, I think the last two Texas Chainsaw films that came out that were also reboots to the original and they were God awful. I think this is better than those. So I had no interest in it. Um, I watched it for this and I'm going to disagree with just about everybody when I say I had fun with it. It was okay. It wasn't the greatest and it wasn't the worstest. It was there. All right. Sounds good. Well, see, that's kind of how I felt. It was there. It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't, it was just, you know, like you said there. Also, John Laroquette was in this. He was the, he came back as the narrator. That's right. Okay, so uh, for me, um, I heard about this film because about a week ago, as Mike mentioned, it just started popping up on social media that it was there. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know this movie existed or was coming out. Um, and I just didn't know what people were talking about. when, And they kept on saying the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I was like, yeah, but that, that's from 1974 or something. <laughs> uh, but then I found out, oh, no, it's a something like Halloween where they're trying to make a sequel to the original and ignore all the rest and on and on and on. So I was like, all right. So I wasn't going to watch it. I was going to avoid it completely. Um, and then um, when we were just trying to discuss what film to do this week, uh, it came up um, and, and that's how it got chosen. Uh, so I said, yeah, sure. I'll watch it. Why not? Uh, it was free because I subscribed to Netflix who just raised their price by two bucks. Those fuckers. So, um, immediately I texted all the regulars. So Kevin and Eric and Barrett and Sean Fox and Jason Lloyd. I didn't text Mike though. And I told all of them, I go, Oh my God, this movie is so terrible. First 15, 20 minutes in, it's just awful. God awful. And then as Jason Lloyd said, just wait, the kills are coming. And I'm not a big slasher or a kill guy anyway. I'm more of a psychological horror film fan. Um, and so, uh, as we know, 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is is always thought of as a blood gore fest, but it isn't. It's a, it's a psychological horror film. And out of all the franchises, excluding um, The Exorcist and Jaws and Night of the Living Dead, so like Halloween and uh, Freddy and Jason and 
all the rest of them. This is the first film out of all those franchises I ever saw. It was the original 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I was like in nine, when I was like 28. And I was shocked how great that film was. I was like, holy shit. I thought this was just some white, I mean, let me rephrase that. Some trailer trash motherfucking garbage film. And it was awesome. So it actually lived up to its reputation. Um, so, you know, you know, all the sequels suck, just like in every franchise. So I didn't bother seeing any of them. And then I did see one of them because it had Daddario in it. And being a, a, a red-blooded male, I, I had to watch that film. And that was god-awful, as Mike said. So, yeah, there's not much good in this franchise besides the original. The original is unbelievable. So, so I'm watching it. As Jason Lloyd said, and the kills start coming. And I was like, yeah, this is this is this is actually stupid, as I discussed with Barrett offline, which is there's no plot. But the kills are actually pretty awesome. So as silly as the film is, it was actually kind of enjoyable. And then as I was talking to Jason Lloyd, the film actually has a message. And I talked this to Barrett as well. And I'm convinced, based off of this film, that both the director and the screenwriter are closeted conservatives. And this <laughs> film is basically giving it to the white progressives, or just progressives in general, similar to Get Out, but coming from a different angle. And by far, not as good of a film. But there's a big political message in this film where we see the poor white class rural folk who used to vote, a lot of them vote Democrat, have now turned Republican. And I think this film is really trying to put a message out there and, and trying to hide it really well. But if you really think about it, this is a, a conservative movie. Which is interesting. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying this, this is interesting. So with that interesting aspect of the film and the crazy bloodshed that we get in the second half of the film, even if it is stupid, as Mike said, especially the last 20 minutes, because Weatherface suddenly becomes like a superhero. I enjoyed this film. Even if it is not a great film. So I, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I, I think it had enough enjoyment and it it didn't last too long it got out after 112 minutes it's a wicked short film and as a result um i i, I thought it was a good film which surprised me because after the first 20 minutes i thought this movie was gonna was the worst uh so that's that's my my opinion so let's go with you eric um i i agree with a lot of things that everybody has said um Here's the thing. When Phil, Phil was talking about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre being a psychological horror film, and it, yes, people think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre as being gory, even though it's, the original really isn't. It's all in your head. Um, but when you stop and think about it, it doesn't really have much of a story. Uh, some kids break down in a van near a house where some crazy people live and one of them is really big and likes to wear human skin and kill people. That's your entire plot. Uh, so uh, I, I don't understand. I mean, I agree. 
the quote unquote plot of this movie is ridiculous. And we will rip into that later. Um, cause there's some true stupid going on, <laughs> going on here. Um, however, if you're looking for a well-written story in a movie with Texas chainsaw in the title, you're looking in the wrong place. This is not where you're going to find your great plot. It might be where you find your good gore. And that's what this movie does have. Uh, and I was able to appreciate that. Uh, the kills. There are a couple of great moments. There was one I even texted my buddy Dan about. I was like, uh, Leatherface is doing this right now. And it's really satisfying. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, there were some, there were some good moments to be had amongst the stupid. So I will, I will just recap my letterbox review right now and say, if you're looking for great acting or a fantastic script, this might not be the movie for you. Uh, if you're looking for good gore and you don't care about the other things, this might be the movie for you. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go to Barrett. Um, I pretty much agree with what everybody said. There's uh there's some stupid in here. There's some great kills. Um, some of it's very satisfying and some of it is not. The first 15 to 20 minutes is, is kind of lame. The last 45 minutes I kind of enjoyed, um, but it's it's definitely just an okay film. I liked it, uh, you know, just for what it what it is. Um, I wasn't expecting much more than this because the last two movies just sucked so bad. So that's about it. <laughs> Everything else was pretty much said. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, so uh, with that, uh, Eric, do we have a wiki? Wiki, wiki. After nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. I like that word, and I'm being facetious, idealistic. <laughs> if you ask me, they were a bunch of putzes, but that's besides the point. Well, you can be an idealistic putz. Yeah, but... <laughs> I don't, that's the thing, is that they're idealistic. They're just not your ideals. And they're, right. yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah, because, and and this is where, where the hidden message comes in. I don't I mean, think it was that hidden, Phil. Yeah, it's, it's not hidden. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's not, pretty, it's it's pretty not, conservative film. It's pretty conservative. Well, I don't think it's conservative, Phil. I don't think it's, it's um because it's not exactly out there flying the red state flag necessarily either, because I mean, you do have the, the, the blood and gore. well, well, that, that the blood and gore, but it's not like the, uh, the first of all, you, it's very presumptuous to assume that the character of, uh, I think it's Richter. The characters have names. Uh, yeah, the mechanic. They yeah, had the mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, like the, the only character I liked. Who is the, <laughs> but, and, and for good reason, but like, he's the local, that is not part of the cannibal family. Um, it's hard to say uh, that he's a, a, of any particular political persuasion. Um, you basically have a bunch of woke hipsters. Oh right. And I think the part of the thing is that a lot of it is, you know, making arguments about judging people and jumping to conclusions about people uh, based on very surface things. And, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, it is making fun of a bit of the, a little bit of the the, the woke culture um, and the hipster culture, but it's it's a whole lot more about like gentrification and really the the young hipsters than it is anything specifically political for the most part. Um, there's the bit about, fine. Uh, if they, but they weren't exactly driving limos. It was more, it's more Tesla liberals. Um, <laughs> but I think it's more about taking people for, you know, as they are and not being, uh, not being judgmental, uh, crutchy narcissists. Then it is being about arguing a one particular political persuasion one way or another. That would be my argument. I would agree with that because the main character said that the most respectable character here is probably Richter and um well, certainly not just probably most certainly right and and he's his whole thing is don't make presumptuous uh, presumptions don't judge and that's kind of what we're introduced to him in the get-go where he pulls up in the gas station and uh what I have to say is one well. of the most annoying characters I've seen in a horror movie in a long time makes a comment about his uh, masculinity because he has a visible, a, a large gun in his truck and he has, and he hears her snide remark and he just comments that they've got wild boar and they need to have it's invasive species as an invasive species. And it's there for protection. And, and he does it in a way that is not a dick. Like, like, he, right. It would be very easy to go like, um, Fuck uh, you. <laughs> to go like deliverance, right? You know, or wrong turn on that at that moment. And you're like, oh, yo, Yankee going to judge me on my guns, huh? You know, they could really have gone there and they didn't. You know, he treats it with a little bit of of, of humor and disarms her. And, and, I, and I like the way they handled that. And then there's other things that happen with him later on in the film. But that I also think shows him being a decent character. Two, two things of note, Mike. One, to have those scenes in the film in the first place is the reason why I say there's a causative conservative behind the director's seat and by the writer's seat. But that's not, two, I don't think that's I don't think that's a conservative thing because you look at conservatives, you get two, a lot of them just as presumptuous about about say limousine liberals that you do on the liberal side about you know white rednecks. Well, and two, Richter is judgmental because he says you're a cult. And they go, well, we're, we're actually not. And he, they explain it to him. He goes, yeah, that's a cult. <laughs> and so, it is. He's right. He's right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's all intentional. Well, he's having fun with her. Right. Exactly. But, 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 it, but it also puts a, a little damper on your, your point because he's kind of being judgmental too. And the, the thing is, is that he's pointing out the whole thing is, is the script and the director, script writer and director are pointing out things that, aren't necessary in this film. And as Barrett and me were talking about after, he goes, you know, if they didn't have Barrett said basically in not so many words said, if they didn't have any of that in there, you know, who do, I don't want a message film. I just want a, a film, but these things were put in the film intentionally for a message. Now, whether it's, it's quote unquote, causative conservative or something else, it's definitely not pro um, regular Hollywood stuff that we would say or pro woke as you, you mentioned, Mike. So I think it's more than you think it is when, 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 when I say it's causative conservative and you say, maybe not, I'm thinking, I think you're reading into it a lot of what's there. And I think that's part of 
as I was watching, I was seeing what people, part of why I think people were loving and hating the film, because you do start with these young kind of hipster douchebags, which immediately turn people off. And I know people who just like turn the movie off. Go, oh man, it went woke, go, woke, go broke, dude, and turn the movie off. And they miss the fact that it's a fucking slasher movie, and everybody introduced in the first five minutes is going to die horribly. <laughs> you know, so there's that. You know, and and that's the one end of the spectrum. And the, and the same thing, you have the anti-gun message, and you get the others who are like, oh look, cool, dude, they got some woke hipsters in the movie. This is great. And then hey, they're making fun of them. They're killing them off. And what? They're making the person who's the anti-gun person use a gun to survive at the end? How dare they do that? So I think it just managed to piss everybody off and find a button to push everywhere because people are judgmental pricks. <laughs> people suck. I thought how guns were used in this movie were mostly stupid because people got up close with them. <laughs> and I'm like, stay away. Yeah, I it was stupid because one particular person didn't know how to pull a fucking trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let it let yeah. Uh, do you want to put up the spoiler flag so we can just go to town on this thing? Yes. Well, yeah. All right. All right. Let, let's do it. I mean, um at this point, we'll throw up the spoiler so uh folks who are new to the podcast or not. Uh Dark Discussions Podcast is a podcast that doesn't just review films, but we critique and dissect uh films. So specific scenes, uh what the screenwriter or director is trying to uh, say to us uh, what we think they're trying to say to us, you know, anything and everything. And so we we get into real deep into scenes and, and talk about things that uh, otherwise um, you wouldn't know about. So that's a warning. And at this point, we're going to throw up that spoiler because we are going to talk about a lot of these things because uh, they are beginning to pop up and a lot of them will be important to specific scenes. Uh, so let's do that. Um, all right. So the spoilers up. Now, the first thing I want to mention, and, and this is the, the reason, this is the most ridiculous part of the whole film, in my opinion. It, it has a lot of ridiculous parts in this film. That doesn't mean it's not. It's, it, I didn't enjoy the film. It just means it's ridiculous. Which is we have. You can enjoy a ridiculous film. I've done it. Indeed. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I watched so, a movie called Velocipaster, and I loved it. There you go. I was thinking of the llama one. It was on beavers. That was a great Exactly. Film. The llama All right. one. <laughs> All right. So this film had Sally Hardesty is a character. And Sally Hardesty was the survivor girl in the last, uh, well, wait, 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 the original, the original, the last in my opinion. I'm trying to let you finish before I jump in. <laughs> uh, the original, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And as you gather, this is, takes place in the modern day. So the character has to be played by someone else because that actress unfortunately passed away in 2014, uh, Marilyn Burns. Now, Sally Hardesty, that character, is now 45 years older or 47 years older than she was in that original film. So, you know, you figure she's 20-something in that film, so she's close to 68, maybe 72, somewhere in there. Now, the thing is, and this is what I noticed immediately and and just made me want to pull my hair out, even if I enjoyed the film, was that Leatherface would be the same age, meaning he should be 45 years older as well, and he mm-hmm. should be 72 years old, and yet he's running around like he's a 16-year-old a chase, chasing hot chicks. He's That's a mutant, like, man! He's a mutant! But he's not. He's supposed to be just a person. <laughs> so, 
I had a problem. Anybody who yeah. takes as much shots as he did, there's got to be something different with him. Not Newton. <laughs> now th- that's that's in this film, I guess. But he was supposed to be just a person. So how I, that I just couldn't believe that they had this guy that's supposed to be 72 years old, and nothing. Not saying that 72 year old people aren't active, fit, and healthy, but he was he was he looked based off of what we could see as if he was in his thirties or forties at most. I'm great in his hair. Yeah, but it it was just bizarre. I mean, put it this way, me and Kevin Letts are pretty good uh when it comes to exercise and we're in our fifties. So this guy was should be seventy something. So I, it's just it's just weird. It's, it was just I, that, I was that oh. didn't bother me at all. I'll tell you what no. bothered me though. What what bothered me is first of all, if you're gonna go the requel route, um, clearly I think a bunch of people are trying to jump on the bandwagon because Halloween 2018 was so successful. However, I would argue that one of the reasons it's been successful is because they got Jamie Lee Curtis back, um, and Nick Castle for for that matter. Although you you could make the argument that he's behind a mask, so it doesn't matter. Um. But they got the original stars back. And and given that the original actors from the 74 film are no longer with us, I really think it should have stopped there. Because <laughs> if you don't have the original people in the role, honestly, that removes some of the attraction for me, personally, at least. And also, they, they, this whole thing, she became a ranger. And she's been hunting for Leatherface ever since. You're telling me that she's been hunting for him for 40 years and she never looked in that fucking house? That <laughs> there, there are only so many places in that area to look. Uh, 40 years she didn't get to that house? I, I don't know. Just seems weird to me. The whole yeah. thing, the whole, the whole setup for the movie is dumb. Um, not to mention the hipster douchebags. Uh, that plot is also dumb, <laughs> but if you, if you take out both those things then you have a 30 minute short film and not a feature length movie. So. Well, I don't have so much of a problem with that. I mean, they make the point that Leatherface had a mask. We assume the fair, the family ran off or scattered or, or whatever. Um, yeah, they don't explain that. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of my pro Well, that's, that's one of the things that I've always been bothered by with the way they treat um, the character of Leatherface is that he's become the icon of the of the franchise for for I guess understandable reasons. But he but remember it was a long time between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, and by the time you got to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, you had gotten your uh, Michael Myers and your Jason Voorhees, and I think even you might have gotten your uh, uh, Freddy Kruegers. Um, but it just changed Leatherface into something I don't think he was ever intended to be, and it really did become the Leatherface franchise. Um, the fact that Chainsaw is in the title, the, the Chainsaw, the the second film, it's like the Saw is family. It's like a re- holy icon of the the, the Sawyer family um, is the Chainsaw. When all it ever was was one of the various implements that he used to kill people in the first film. 
you know, and, and two of the more gruesome moments really is with the hammer in the head and the, the meat hook, right? Um, the chainsaw had a relatively small role despite its prominence in the title. But they basically turned the title and the poster of the character from Texas Chainsaw Massacre into the franchise as opposed to really the, the story. But um, they didn't need to continue this with necessarily his character. But I don't, I mean, like, anyway, that's all a sidebar. I think you compare this to Jamie Lee Curtis. What was Jamie Lee Curtis's story? And uh, no, first of all, no offense to the late Marilyn Burns, but she's not fucking Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. That is right? true. And, right. So Marilyn Burns coming back, you know, would be like, you know, getting this, the, you know, making Jaws 5 and getting the original actor who played Roy Scheider's son back for Joyce Jaws 5 <laughs> and saying, we got there. Nobody gives a fuck. No offense to that actor. All right. That, right? That, that, that's so, it. so you don't have somebody of that level. And it is a relatively small part in the film. I will make the argument until a moment of absolute colossal stupidity. And again, t- Texas is also a huge place that she has a much saner response in that she arms up, takes a job to hunt down bad guys and to help people as opposed to Jamie Lee Curtis, who decides to come up with some convoluted trap to lure Michael Myers, who is in an insane asylum, into her home and burn it all down when he gets there (laughs) as her plan. Which was patently ridiculous, and I think we all admitted it was a ridiculous thing at the time when the movie came out. But it's Jamie Lee Curtis doing it. But it's Jamie Lee Curtis doing it. Right. I'm saying I think it's actually a better, more positive, and more logical portrayal of of this character and uh, what she did as a coping mechanism for the trauma she went through than what Jamie Lee Curtis went through. And I also would say that um, uh, that Sally went through way worse than what Jamie Lee Curtis probably actually went through in Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. Because most of what happened in Halloween went on without her knowing about it for two-thirds of the movie. It's arguable, but I don't want to argue about it. But anyway, I, I, um, would, I concur with you, Mike. Marilyn I'm just Burns saying, now, character got tortured compared to Jamie Lee Curtis in the first Halloween versus the first Texas Chainsaw. But that's just my opinion. I, I'm not trying to say that nothing bad happened to her. I'm just saying that, and again, we we all also I think agreed in this when we talked about Halloween 2018 was that when you take away all the shit that Jason, uh, that Michael Myers had done in the, the later sequels and just stick to the first film is the only thing that happened. And like, he was never stalked over the rest of her life and it wasn't, she wasn't her brother. There was nothing at the hospital and all that other stuff. It, it suddenly Michael Myers loses a lot of his mystique. He's just becomes a one random guy on a random night who killed a couple of people. I, I, I just another spree killer that we have every day in this country. Except for the fact that he can't be killed. Um, but we don't know that if we... We do! Eliminate... He shot him six times! Yes, yeah, that's a fair Including point. Including with I a shotgun. Him. Actually, he goes, I shot him six times! I shot him six times! <laughs> anyway, sorry. Can't go down now with three barrels on him! Oh, wait, sorry. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times did did uh, Leatherface in this thing get shot with a shotgun? 
at point with blank a range. freaking shotgun. Hey, no, but one of the one of the early that really bothered me. But at least they, it's better than the guy fighting Leatherface. He has got a handgun. and He goes in close. But when she's shooting at Leatherface, she she hits him, and then he comes running at her, and she shoots and it hits the chainsaw. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> well, no, the big problem there though is, is that she, it would do she damage him to in it. his bedroom, dead to rights from ten feet away, uh, and and just monologued. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> and stood yeah. there as he walked out of the room. That's oh, the problem. No, the best that. part was going up to a character that. The audience knows has been mute for fifty years and say, "Say my name." <laughs> say my name. Well, that I've been I mean, searching I'm for you at... for forty-seven years, but I'll let you walk out of the room and leave. <laughs> well, and even after she specifically said in the car, "You girls need to stay here until I kill him." So why is after you? Them? What are you doing? <laughs> now, Kevin, what were you going to say? Well, I mean, during this time, I'm like that one time you, you you're just talking about where she's she's saying uh, say say their name say say my name you know and I'm just like shut up and shoot the guy right uh-huh. you 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 got two girls that are screaming for their lives they you know forget your personal vendetta shoot the guy make sure he's dead so shoot him a couple more times and <laughs> then. Well, and then leave. She didn't care about you know, their lives, though. That's why she made her them stay was because she was using them as well, bait. Well, well and catch and, them and, and kill them. And she had her right. chance. It also bothered me. Now, just as somebody who, you know, I mean, I, I'm not as much of a scientist as Mike, but I'm sitting there thinking, if you get shot that many times, Okay, maybe you can kind of squirt, you know, kind of crawl around a bit. This guy was um, walking. This guy was walking for miles. No, no, no disrespect to Mike as a quote unquote scientist. Oh, disrespect him. Do it. But no, no, but but I think we can all, whether you are have a science college degree or otherwise, would say that if you're shot that many times, you ain't, you're dead. In a lot of movies, uh, a and, lot of movies you know, do that. Let's be honest. I was going to say, that shit doesn't bother me in a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't bother me in a horror the, the movie. Actual, that's, that's why I saw it as very, per, that's why but, I saw it predictable, that's why I saw but, it as just the pattern, because you think, okay, but, yeah, he's dead, oh, everybody's all nice and happy, we survived and then he pops out again like jason Voorhees in the lake well and that's the problem is because the original and that's the problem it's a franchise if this was just a solo film that had nothing to do with a classic film which the you texas wouldn't chainsaw even is, right because because the, the the original texas chainsaw massacre they were just humans and we know they were humans we saw the actually in my opinion the best villain of the film get run over by a, 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 a 18 wheel so <laughs> so they're just people this film decided to change it all around, and and yeah, they, they they went the Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers route with the the character. When that's fine, but if we're based this off of the original, where there is no in between films, Leatherface would be dead after one bullet. He's gone, right? And and that was the pro- that was a problem in my opinion. Right. I well, mean, even. Like also- uh, just quickly, I mean, the thing that bothered me also is that, okay, what I want to know is when uh, when Richter, you know, he he, he gets attacked. I mean, okay, he sees Michael Myers behind the door, like through the mirror behind the door. It's not know, Michael Myers. It's Leatherface. 
I'm sorry, sorry. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm going back. Well, he acted oh, like Michael he, Myers because he got shot six times. Well, <laughs> anyway, the guy, the guy. Okay, so the guy gets. Okay, he gets hit. You know, his leg gets broken. All right, you know that's got to hurt. So what does he do? He attacks him. It's like you've got a gun. Get right. The gun and shoot him. Right, yeah. and that was not no twenty-two. That I, I can't oh. tell you what gun it was because I'm not an expert on guns, but that was a good gun. That yeah. was a good pistol. Yeah. I mean you're that thing was that thing was And this yeah, guy killed fours. It was so it was a larger out. it was a larger gun, so you're Large looking belt. at maybe a forty five, maybe a ten millimeter, something big. Something that's effective. <laughs> Point blank range. Yeah. A, a, a hunter of boars with a pistol. Right. But I do like how he dies. Yeah. yeah he, he, oh yeah. There, yeah. there's, there, there's no getting up and him crawling around and then getting killed again. He's. I, I don't think I've seen a head bash that lasted quite that long. Um, <laughs> I, I, I actually there was one film that we saw recently. Some chick went nuts and did it. Wasn't, wasn't it that 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 um the student bodies? Didn't she do that? The one, the one we did for Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews. Trying to remember. Oh, man. You remember, remember she, she, she took the. She the does, but they don't a, show it. <laughs> right, right, right. But 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 it yeah, was a pretty long. good head bash in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good one too. Oh, oh yeah, that's Oh that's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway, anywho, yeah. So, I mean, actually can I can I say my problem wasn't so much the leather face thing, which yes is eye rolling, but it is a cliche of the genre. My problem was the uh fact that uh Sally was hoisted up in the air <laughs> with a chainsaw running still running yeah. in her abdomen. Yeah. She's, She's superior to it. Up, offer it. Now, not, not like just kind of lift and shove. Hoisted. Yeah. Critically. Yeah. On yeah. in her abdomen that is clearly going completely through her torso. <laughs> running. Yeah. Yeah. Chewing and churning up her insides, and then yes. hurled across the room, or the street, and, yeah, or the street, or whatever, yeah, and 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 yet, what? Five minutes later, she get is able to more shots. get all the <laughs> Now, the sun. Now, scientifically speaking, uh, your your local uh, pathologist would say. She was all torn up inside, and, <laughs> and her her, uh, her her organs had become uh, what they refer to as hamburger meat or <laughs> jelly. So uh, that I found ridiculous and unnecessarily ridiculous. There was no reason to do For her that. to be alive. Yep, right because but- it didn't change anything at all obviously once leatherface dies the movie is over so there's an argument when they like oh we're done there's the movie's only 40 minutes long fuck okay i i think it's no, I'm saying, but then we gotta we gotta bring them back because otherwise the movie would have been over a half an hour earlier um i think so, we right, so just I guess, accept that this whole movie is ridiculous because it is yes <laughs> and, and 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 that's a that's a fair point yeah yeah there, there's a lot of a lot of problems with the film. And again, this comes back to, I don't think the film was made by the director and the screenwriter because 
they wanted to just make a slasher film. I think they had a, a different agenda. And I'm not saying that's bad, but I think they had a different agenda. Well, we already talked about that. Um, but the gore in this movie is really the reason to watch it. Oh, yeah. Because um, there's some there's some good gore going on. There are two moments in particular that I enjoyed. One was when they're in the the sheriff's van slash ambulance. Um, yes. And Leatherface breaks that guy's arm in half so it's a compound fracture and then uses the jagged end of his bone to stab him repeatedly in the neck. I was just like, oh, good God. That was <laughs> awesome. Horrifying. I, gotta, I gotta agree. I thought that was probably one of, that was the original kill I mentioned at the at the beginning of the episode. That was, that that one was pretty awesome. That was original. And then the thing I texted Dan about, I just sent him a text message at one point that said, Leatherface is hacking up a bus full of douchebag zoomers, and this is pretty satisfying. <laughs> I, I was, I would, I would say that, um, yeah, th- these characters, similar to the ones in the last, the remake or whatever it's called, or the Wrong Turn, or the kids in the Evil Dead remake, um, th- this, this was, this was very satisfying. Very yes, satisfying. I, I would say the speaking of the. Uh, David Mamet level writing of this film. Uh, the the best line of dialogue has to absolutely be uh, the the uh, the zoomster the, with the phone. Try anything and you're canceled, yeah, bro. You'll be canceled if you do anything, man. <laughs> <laughs> that that was good. That was that was that was this oh. little bitch. <laughs> right. um, and, and, and I gotta say, I would recommend. Um, if you're ever bored, uh, watch this movie again with with closed captioning on. There's some great closed captioning on this movie. Chainsaw revs screaming. <laughs> Why were you watching? You? Chainsaw power revs. More screaming. Why? Why were you watching it with the captions on? I forget why I turned them on. Um, there was uh, I was having trouble hearing the dialogue in one part I think. Gotcha. Um, so I turned it on and then just left it on. That's I, I have I have it on all the time. So well, uh, I, I know you. Do, I know Kevin, what you but, mean, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know you do, Kevin. But I was curious why Eric was doing it. Yeah. Um. So um, the the one thing I I didn't like about that oh sorry I, just, I I remember why I turned it on Phil it was the scene. Um, when the, the sheriff's van slash ambulance crashes, when she was whispering on the radio, I was, I was Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I turned on the subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. Swearing her face. He's wearing her face. <laughs> no. So, so, uh, the one scene that I didn't like or part, I didn't like about the, the, uh, bus scene was, is yeah, obviously this panic and everybody's going to go nuts. Those windows break open. They're made to do but, that. But <laughs> again, Again, I was looking at it as Leatherface is Leatherface. He doesn't have a gun. Now, obviously, a melee weapon is still very dangerous. But, honestly, and don't ask me why, probably because of the world events that are happening right now. I was All I kept on thinking was 9-11 and um, the Pennsylvania plane that crashed. Mm-hmm. And how those folk decided they know they're done. So they're going to fight back and see if they can survive. And again, those are just people where they, and, and the nine 11 
people that were on that plane, they they came to the conclusion that the hijackers were lying. They didn't have a bomb. It was all a crock. So let's just take them out. So this guy here, he has a chainsaw, but he's just a person. He has no, no guns. All you had to do was take him, knock someone, anybody, someone that's, that's even dying. I, and again, I may be wrong because in, in a panic mode like this, maybe there is no reason. But I figured they could have took him out. I mean, if, if, if they group, mass attacked him, they, a bunch of them could have gotten past, I am sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that kind of bothered me. That but, but the problem play. is that mass attacking a guy with a chainsaw, it's hard to bring yourself able to get close to mass attack him because it's not right. like you're mass attacking a guy who had a box cutter where you might get a boo-boo. Um, yep. And obviously you can get a serious injury from a box cutter, but there's also a good chance that he's just going to cut you. Right. right. With the chainsaw, it's not, it's like, well, if I'm lucky, I'll only lose an arm. That's why I threw in, if, even if someone was dying, maybe they could have got something in. But, but they had to be like, like someone's backpack. I always carry a backpack uh, on that they could have tossed that at. Again, both. those windows break open. Buses are made to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, again, <laughs> I, 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 think I think one girl made it halfway out. <laughs> Again, I didn't. You know, oh, I was, oh, I was waiting for her. Yeah. Well, that's so. that's another thing, and I'll talk about that in a second. But first <laughs> that's of all, one way to put it, Eric. First, yeah. first of all, I was glad that none of that happened anyway, because at that point, I was team. I was I was team Leatherface anyway. Right? But, How could you not be? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Everyone else is douches. Absolutely. Except for the cowboy. Once, once Richter died, I was like, yeah, I'm all team, team, team Leatherface. <laughs> so the second thing is, is that girl. That where Eric and you, Kevin, were talking about that kind of halfway got out of the bus. She, they told her, Richter told her to call the cops, and she didn't. <laughs> and, she, and she didn't even tell anybody in the in the bus what is going on. That her friend just died in front of her, and instead she's letting them still party on the bus. So, if anybody that deserved to die, she was the one that deserved to die. So I'm glad she died terribly. Yes. <laughs> she was the worst character of the entire... Well, that, and that's hard to say, because, because the, the, the boy... No, no, the Mel, Mel was awful. awful. Mel was awful. Mel? Who's Mel? Mel. Melody. Oh, they had names? That's the yes, they heard. had names. They actually mm. told you the names. The only one that didn't get catch the name for, without oh, having um, a look on IMDb or anything, was Fiancé. Dante was... <laughs> Uh, Dante was a scumbag. He he was the worst. But after Dante, I couldn't. Really, see dude, he was the one that stole the house from the woman. And he didn't, didn't steal it from the. Never mind. I thought that was a dumb dude, plot point dude, that he didn't have the paperwork. Come they, on, right? Exactly. And then well, they go did... into the house to try to steal the the the. The, the what's the piece of paper? That whole city was deed. sold out. The I'm deed. sure they did not they, have they, the deed. They could have took that deed and showed it to Richter. It didn't have his name on it anyway, so it meant nothing. So well, I think, yeah. See, that was that was that was bad storytelling because I wasn't yeah. sure what what was their point. Was their point that we'll go in the house and not find the deed there to prove that we have the deed? I don't. I mean, he didn't. Want, I don't think he was trying to steal the house. I do think he believed he owned the house. They had bought apparently all the land. I do think this is a weird thing. Is this a thing that happens in Texas, where like the uh, where the 
the, the hipsters are uh, gentrifying buying by buying cities. up ghost towns? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buying all yeah, because, yes, yes, because they're a cult. But the point is, is that he was throwing out an orphanage. So he's a piece of garbage. He is a white... No li- with no orphans, Phil. There was nobody there. You know he what I'm talking about. He didn't know that. That's right. And he did. He was in there. There was nobody there. <laughs> Let's put it he this bought, way. He you, bought you, the you property. Can say Melody is a, a worse character, and that's fine. She was a dink. I'm saying Dante and the chick on the bus were the two worst characters. That's my opinion. But they all sucked. They all sucked. I agree with that. I was not crying tears when pretty much anybody died except for Richter, and that was because he was stupid. We were getting so close. Right. Can, I, we talk, can we talk about the stupid high school shooting subplot? Right, oh, yeah. I just want to mention the one thing to Mike to, to, to put out the, the olive branch, which is we're just talking about degrees of assholes, right? These guys, <laughs> so, <it's laughs> degree, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They all suck. Yeah, so, so we don't have to really def- – I don't need to defend my point, and you don't have no, to. One does not open up a restaurant in, 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 in Texas to offer chai lattes and, you know <laughs> – They were going to open a comic book store. And, comic and book and store vegan, was no that's right, that's And right. vegan steaks and – Whatever. <laughs> the whole thing um, is dumb. That was, that was a classic. Oh, we can open up a comic store here. And it's like, oh my God, this is so hidden. Well, the thing is, and, and even if it was like, okay, they all go there, everybody buys their little their store, and they open up, so they got their comic book shop, and they, they got their restaurant. <laughs> Who the fuck are they going to sell anything to? Right, themselves. Right, exactly. <laughs> Nowadays, I don't even go to a comic book store. I just buy it on it and Amazon for Christmas. Oh, my right. goodness. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, oh. so let's talk about that sub point. Uh, oh, Mike, you were going to say something? I, I don't remember. <laughs> right. that, 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 may, that may have been an echo. There was an echo there for a second. So, Eric, Eric let's talk about that subplot of the school shooting. Something. I other don't reason. understand why it was in the movie. Yeah. Well, if he are, they are making a point, I think, about very loosely that she's the one that had been shot. She's the one. It's an attempt to give some poignancy and some depth in a very surface level film um, to the person who actually is the victim here. While her family and friends are kind of using it barely through if which you have to pick up when you just see her sister scanning through the uh, uh her little social media pages in her phone as you know, basically for their own little charity or cause. And all she wants to do is kind of get on with her life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I certainly get the whole, they're doing the whole survival guilt, but I also then found it as much as I kind of liked the character Lily more than just about certainly than any of the four in the car to begin with. Yeah. Um, and we, not as much as Richter, but then she went the whole, um, I was supposed to die, and death followed me here. And I'm like, you're in the yeah, wrong that fucking got franchise. Final Destination Six is filming down the road. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's what they were trying to do. And again, I think it was an attempt to add certainly to to, to, uh, to add some poignancy, or and, and again, making fun of the modern generation and politicization of issues that maybe shouldn't be politicized or or what have you. And I know that will piss some people off because they'll argue about all, everything is political or whatever, but fuck, that's kind of what they're getting at. You know, the idea was the, you know, Richter was just a guy who 
people are judging on his surface. Um, you know, I can't even say like you can't be defending the, the family that had the, the Confederate flag flying outside the orphanage because this other face was in there. Because they're that's the Leatherface family, Bill. Uh, no, no, they're no, hiding a killer. No, no, it, that, this is not. This is where I think it, there's a mistake. The woman took Leatherface in as an as an orphan, meaning he was an orphan in the sense that he was a special needs person, as we know from the first film. And for 45 years, he was not a killer. If you, so, in her if you eyes, look, she you know, that, you know. that doesn't make up for it. No, but she doesn't know he's a killer. It doesn't matter if she knows uh, or not. I don't know he's that still, she doesn't know that. Well, I don't either, but I, she's, he's still really bad. <laughs> no, I, is, I, I, no, I'm not disagreeing that Leatherface is bad, whether it's behavioral health issues or not. My point is, is that we have no proof that the woman that was the head of the orphanage had any knowledge of his criminal behavior prior to him becoming a member of the orphan she is i th- or maybe i'm missing it hold on i actually i take it back i might be looking at the wrong character um i was misreading a chart of characters in the uh in the franchise i was just looking at some of the actors that were involved okay this character's name is virginia mccumber or Ginny. Okay. Okay. So she was different. I take that back. Or I was thinking okay. that she was actually a member of the family, and I just got my my shark no. confused. Yeah. Yeah. That, this one. This woman here. And because they got rid of all the stuff between the original and this film, we don't have uh, a Leatherface mother like we had in some of these other films, or any female characters in his family until at all if we remove all those films and just jump from the original to this film. This film. This woman is just the head of the orphanage right all right so that's my bad i that, that was uh, my misreading of extra uh, external material so regardless they uh, anyway no worries leatherface was there i do kind of like what they did with leatherface that he was hiding out um i did like that he got old and fat i did like that he had to make a new mask that didn't have his original outfit just hiding in the cupboard um apparently he did keep the chainsaw in his bedroom though we did keep the chainsaw. Well, you know, you always keep your favorite toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, it, maybe it was in the attic. Maybe that's where their tools shed. Their tool, to, their tool work. They don't use the basement. They don't have basements in te- in Texas, right? So they they probably mm-hmm. have an attic where they have, do all their their woodwork. <laughs> like crawl space, know. which we saw used extensively. <laughs> that's right. There was a crawl space. There was no attic. There was. Space. That was another funny scene. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Mike. Um, yeah, yeah. And yet, though, even though he was a little bigger and he was a little grayer and whatever, he, he oddly compared to um, Sally, he did not feel like he aged, in my opinion. Well, here's the thing. Until the end of the film, which I think we all agree goes off the rails. I didn't feel like he did anything so dramatically impossible for an older person. I mean, we've seen old people yeah. run marathons. Um, now, and he's here's a the problem. Yeah, the problem <laughs> is he is not. He's not got a runner body. And at this point, I don't even think you could say he has a dad bod. He has <laughs> two. He has he has two dad bods. Um, he's a big guy. 
Um, but he wasn't doing like calisthenics. He was just beating the crap out of people. And I, and I don't know if they've ever really established what he looked like under the mask in the original film. You know, was he a mutant or just some guy with a, with the leather fetish? Um, I know people assume he's some leather, uh, some, um, inbred mutant freak. Um, yeah, you know, whatever. That's kind of sort of part of the law lore. It's what people assume. So be it. Yeah, I'm perfectly he's happy. He's got some funky teeth going on, that's for sure. He's got some funky teeth, but, you know, I've seen a lot of people with that. Um, <laughs> Holy hell, the English. So he's just, so just, he's strong. And we don't know what he's been doing around the house, you know, what in terms of, you know, to keep himself physically strong. If not, the, the, the biggest one I rolled my eyes at, besides the bullet wounds, was when uh, they drove the the truck at him or the bus <laughs> they ran at him, him over too, <laughs> and he and you see him roll away. You see him do a tuck and roll. That I kind of found silly. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, it's real. I mean, I, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Yes, you're pushing it, and we had the same problem with Michael Myers in Halloween, you know, and that he's a sixty something year old man who. <laughs> you know, is immortal, but at least they kind of sort of established something supernatural about Michael Myers mm-hmm. kind of, sort of, if you squint and take uh, Loomis at his every word, even though he was a crackpot. <laughs> he, he shot him <laughs> six, six times. Six times. And in this movie I did like is uh, apparently Leatherface was watching the winter Olympics um, because uh, in the climactic battle with the, uh, the, the one girl, um, he he takes his chainsaw and spins it like a curling stone across the floor <laughs> to, to get her legs and take her out. I thought that was pretty awesome. Actually, that awesome. that's one thing I was kind of wondering about is because next thing you know, she's standing again. And well, she doesn't seem to be limping. What was that? She was limping, but if you got hit in the leg with a yeah. chainsaw, you'd be limping a hell of a lot worse than that. Well, I thought, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you know, he cut her Achilles or, or something like that, but she's she's limping like she just sprained an ankle, you know, lightly well, sprained well, an don't, ankle. Don't, she was already limping, and maybe he just, maybe he, the body of the chainsaw hit her, maybe it wasn't even the blade, and she just fell down. But, I mean, don't okay, most chainsaws, that, that'll, are, that'll, that'll do. I mean, aren't most chainsaws set up so that they stop running when yes. you're not holding it? So maybe I think rigs got it. guns won't maybe shoot a nail across the room either. So we just got to let some reality yeah, go. No, I'm just saying. So, well, the, I mean, the <laughs> chainsaw well, would still run, but it isn't necessarily the, the blade wouldn't be spinning. So fight, if he threw the, the, chainsaw, the chainsaw at her legs, it's not going to just saw her legs off. Well, if it, well, it didn't, it, you got to remember right. before, before 1987, chainsaws and lawnmowers didn't have auto shutoffs. They kept on running. So maybe this is from 1975. This this chainsaw, the original. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm actually making the, the counter argument, Phil, that when he when he threw it and it went out of his hand, right, it would just knock her over. Yeah, it would just knock her over because it wouldn't be a running, spinning right. blade. And I'm sure it would knock her over, and but it still would lose momentum. It would as it skidges across the floor, and it's the weight that's going to knock her over more than like the the sharpness of the blade. So I, I didn't necessarily well, have too much of a problem with that. Well, the, the problem with the, with the last fifteen or twenty minutes of the film, besides uh, he got shot six times, was <laughs> the fact that that the girl 
um, uh, not Melody, the, the other one, the, the one that got knocked over, uh, Elsie. Uh, I mean, Leela, Lila. Um, she had so many times to be killed with no problems, as well as actually Melody, too. And Leatherface kept on screwing it up. And this is the typical problem with a lot of these B-movie slashers, is the heroes are put in jeopardy, which, are, let me rephrase, I don't consider them heroes, I consider them annoying scumbags. But... <laughs> These characters that we are supposed to like, um, they are put in jeopardy so many times in a lot of these B-movie crapola slashers, and it's like, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't die. But again, they did that with the villain here, which is, oh my god, he just got shot six times and he's still living. So that's the problem with the last 20 minutes is this film just fell into those those things. I would I was hoping that Lila would die. Because I was like, oh my god, that would have been amazing. They killed off the character I thought was supposed to be the lead, similar to what they did in like, um, what was that Australian so- Wolf's Creek, where you think the lead is is one girl and they kill her off like eighty minutes into the film. It's like, holy shit, she's dead, you know. And I thought they were going to do that here, and they didn't. And it's like, and 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 it just fell into the regular trap. That but I, I love was- how they kill the sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's just such a smooth. Saw right through the head, and he goes from moving to not. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, yeah, it was a great kill. I mean, it was ridiculous where he just came out of nowhere and he just pulled right. Him out. Yeah, that part. Right. Yeah. Right. Whatever. But, yeah, and I would have liked to see the last few minutes of the film to see the other sister who wasn't driving and the car just bump into the side of a curb or something and Leatherface just goes over to her and kills her too, but they, I guess they decided not to do that. Well, well and, and Phil, I, actually, I, I rewatched the movie right before we did this tonight, because uh, during that scene, I noticed two things. Because one, I had to, I like paused and rewind. I was like, what the hell? Because it looked like there was a dude riding a horse. Yeah, there was. Wasn't <laughs> in, there? Front of a, in front of the car. I think it was a statue. So oh, like, that's right. Yeah. The statue in the middle of the yeah, it was the Confederate. Yeah. So, so like, first thing I was like, that dude on the horse is just not even reacting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, that was like Sam Austin or something. Was the, the statue or something? Yeah. And also, when right before the car started moving, she put it on autopilot, so it wouldn't have bumped into the curb. Right. Okay. Okay. So, it, but it would eventually stop, wouldn't it? It I would mean, hit no, something. Not right. Juice. I mean, it has to hit something, right? Because it's not going to no, no. And it's on autopilot. She she like plotted a destination and put it on autopilot. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't own a Tesla, but Tesla have has that ability. It's just they the thing is is that people take way too much advantage of it and they'll literally fall asleep behind the wheel. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay, so maybe she did escape. Yeah. Which oh, she escaped, but. Which is well, did, did any of you care? Because I'm really not hoping for another one of these. <laughs> well, did, well, did you see the 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 post credit scene? I did. Yeah. Oh, I no, no, I didn't. Okay, yeah. okay, this is like Kevin. one of the things that kind of got to me. Also, was all right. So Leatherface got shot. I don't know how many times with a shotgun. Um, got run Except over when by. Like, he should have been. Right, and then. And, you know, got run over by a car or whatever. And so he, and the thing is the end of the, the end credits, he's walking down this big field. You know, I don't know if it's this, probably the same sunflower field. And he goes and and you see him walking up the 
driveway of the house from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, I saw that. And and the significance of that is a Leatherface goes to a house. Goes home. It's been abandoned for 40 years, 50 years. Well, and clearly, back to my point about Sally, <laughs> within walking distance. So... <laughs> <laughs> she's hunting for him for 40 years he's within walking distance and she never found him I'm just saying she's not good at her job that's all I'm saying either that or the woman he was wearing was really a mask hiding him <laughs> <laughs> oh. it, it's it's um yeah I mean I don't know what the 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 post credit scene was, except maybe fan service or something, but it still doesn't explain what happened to that other girl and whatever. And that was the girl that I wish got killed off because then I would have been like, no way they killed her off. But instead it's like, ah, it's just another final girl that survives. We, we knew it basically the moment we see the character at the beginning of the film, it's like, okay, that's the girl that's going to live all the way to the end. And a couple of times, I swore they were going to flip flop and have Melody become the final girl instead. And that would have been awesome because this would have been unexpected. And we learned when we met that Melody, she was a dink. So it would have been kind of a cool twist, but they just fell into the same trap as a lot of these. Well, they, they did the same, they did the same pattern, but the, what I was half expect, if this was not a franchise movie, probably what they would have done is, is that the woman cop, uh, you know, the victim from the first one, She's going to shoot him with the shotgun. He's going to kill her, and then they both die. And I was half expecting that in this movie, but I forgot that this was a franchise, so no, it couldn't happen. And, of course, Leatherface, after getting shot six times with a shotgun, decides to walk a couple miles. Oh, yeah, and get hit by a car. Walks a few oh. miles to his old house and just limps and all that sort of I mean that. I'm sorry. I know. I know this is a horror movie. I know that for that the bad guys in the horror movies have special abilities that nor, normal people do not have. But there you go. Well, again, the the problem is that. Well, I've not. I've only seen the uh, massacre two once, and it is such a totally different film. Because Toby Hooper made it to a, into a comedy, and I was not expecting that. Um, but it's the, this is a film about a family. It is not a film about a character, or not a film, but a, and and that is a an escape right. hatch they have that things like Friday the Thirteenth, The Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween don't really have. Right, that they can let Leatherface get old or even die. But they insisted on turning him into Jason Voorhees and becoming the the Leatherface of the franchise, where they could have just continued doing things like bringing in other bizarre members of the family and continued the story as a generational thing, as opposed to just staying stuck and telling the same Leatherface story again and again. Mike, and I agree with you because I remember when I did see the original film when I was 28 years old for the first time. And, you know, you always hear Leatherface, 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 and they prominently just talk about him and all that. And I said, and I'm watching the film, it's like, he's he's more of a secondary character. I was more scared of the father and more scared of the crazy brother. And, and Leatherface wasn't like, 
I mean, he had the the mask and he carried the, the actual saw, but he he was not as important or scary to me as the other characters. And so when I did see, go off and see some of these other sequels and stuff, or even just talk about the original film, it always confused me that people always talked about him. I guess he, you could say maybe he's the breakout character, but with this film here, and he is the Jason Voorhees or the Michael Myers or the Freddy or, or Dracula or whatever you want to call it. He, and okay, that's fine, I guess, but it, it unfortunately takes away from what was so psychologically horrifying original about the original was he was just there. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, so I, I see what you're saying. Absolutely. It was I'm an right, element to the family. And I'm not saying it was an unimportant element of the family. Uh, it's just exactly. He yeah. was an aspect of it. And like they did, like they bring characters like Chops up and uh, paid by Bill Mosley in, in, uh, in the second film you had in the remake, you know, the, uh, the Arlie army character was really, I think the lead villain of that film. Um, so I think there's a lot more they could do with it. And they, they, they handcuff themselves by insisting it be all Leatherface. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you're right because, well, in this one here, since it's now the modern age, all other characters are dead anyway, because they were either too old and they wouldn't obviously make it to 2022. And the coolest villain, in my opinion, the brother, got run over by an 18-wheeler, so he's dead. So if they're going to continue this franchise in the modern era and ignore all those other films, then all they got is Leatherface, I guess. Well, they and could have more that were related or... that were also cannibals. Son of Leatherface that we yeah, don't I mean, know there's, about. There's a lot of options they could have gone with that they didn't. See, I'm kind of waiting for Son of to to. I mean, you still have to wonder who's the mother, but <laughs> I try not to. I yeah, I know. Just... Well, the mother was in the remake. One of the kids at the orphanage. Wasn't the mother in the remake? No, the, the mother just son of Leatherface. Oh, so so the one with Jessica Biel doesn't have the mother. No, the idea that you say we said you could do son of Leatherface, but you don't want to think about who the mother would be. So the question is, and let's hope that the mother isn't also Leatherface's mother. Or or what they <laughs> or what or what they could have done was just do a period piece and have it 1978. Right. You know, but they decided not to do that for some reason, and they decided oh to my God. do the modern era. Um. And had they done 1978, then they could have brought all the characters back, except for the brother who got run over by the 18-wheeler. Um, I, I should I forgot to tell you, one of my students told me, he said, did you know this was real? <laughs> because of the news footage at the beginning of the movie, he thought that <laughs> was real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh doomed. That's hilarious. <laughs> the next generation is just I, worthless. I remember my, my niece, she's ta- talking to me when the the remake came out and saying, and I thought she was talking about the original because I didn't even know the Jessica Biel film had come out. And she's telling, and I go, I don't remember any of that in the film. She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and she starts to explain, and I go, was there a remake? And she goes, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, dude, 
you you, you got to put that away and go rent at, at Blockbuster because this was back you know in '98 or something, um, and and get the the original. And and she goes, no, that's old. I don't want to see that. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's like that generation, like 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 you said. Well, what I love is when one of them does co- catch up with a classic, and they're like, oh. <laughs> Well, rear window is just copying Disturbia. It's like, no, you piece of... Duh! You can't copy something that happened decades before. Clearly, you do not keep up on quantum mechanics. <laughs> right. Well, but, but you know what Mike always says. One of his students says, what's a Hitchcock? Yeah. And, and yeah. the thing that's bizarre about that is not that he didn't know who Alfred Hitchcock was, but he didn't know, or if it was a she, I don't know what it was. Like it was a he, so, but he didn't know. He didn't know who rich Hitchcock was. All right, fine. Yeah, whatever. You, you, you know, you, you just don't know old films, but he actually thought what's a Hitchcock as if he didn't know Hitchcock was a, a normal first last name, a normal last surname. That's just bizarre. Right, because it was, it was the, the wallpaper at the time was, uh, was on uh, my computer which was being projected onto the screen for us. And for Halloween, I always have horror movie posters and it just psycho the bird, something popped up there. And of course, Hitchcock's name is featured prominently. And what's a Hitchcock? What's a Hitchcock? <laughs> that's just, that's just, that's just weird. That's, I, I don't know. That's like saying, that's like saying, what's a Sullivan? You know, it's a last name. That, isn't that enough? Anyway, um, so no, no, it's not. I guess not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for for uh, this film here, um, yeah. So they they did, as you said, Kevin, somewhat turned, and you too, Mike, turned our lead villain, which actually became kind of an antihero, uh, which kind of was an antihero in the the Dario film as well. When you think about it, but anyway. Um, he they turned him into a Voorhees slash Michael Myers supernatural type of villain, it seems. To sustain all that damage. I honestly, and I swore this was gonna happen in the film when I'm watching the film, that they were gonna show him go to the bedroom or a bathroom in pain and rip off his shirt and we're gonna see that he had like a um a bulletproof vest on or something. And I said, "All right, that's." Good. But they didn't do that. They they made him a superhero. I couldn't believe it. And then, as you said, Mike, they made Sally a superhero because she got chainsawed in half and she's still alive and able to shoot point blank. I mean, like, like a sniper with a shotgun. <laughs> Not even a thirty odd six, but a shotgun. So yeah, that that was unfortunate. <laughs> um, anything else that anybody wanted to bring up about? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. I'm done. All right. What about you, Mike? Anything? No. I mean, there's not a lot there to really talk about. Right, right, right. And, and we won't get into too deep into the possible political things, too, that I was thinking about. But I, I decided it's, it's, yeah, as you said, Eric, we already discussed that. Uh, what about you, Kevin? Any further things uh, you wanted to bring up about this film? Uh, no, I think I've, you know, I'm done. All right. What about you, Barrett? Any, any further things that you wanted to bring up about this film? Not really. 
All right. So that pretty much wraps up our review and discussion and dissection and critiquing of the Texas chain. Eric, I screwed up. Texas. No, the. Right. Texas. It's different. It's different. And Chainsaw without the space massacre. All right. 2022. But before we get into our final thoughts, um, we could probably get into some, uh, what we've been watching or anything of that nature. So uh, let's start with you, Eric. Are you got any uh, interesting genre material or thrillers or anything like that that would possibly interest people that listen to this podcast that you wanted to discuss? Not a whole lot. It works when keeping me pretty busy. But uh, I did watch – well, I watched the movie we're going to be doing an episode on next week, so I'm going to skip over that. I watched another movie called The Desperate Hour, uh, which stars Naomi Watts. And I guess it's a thriller. Um, she plays a mother to a teenage boy uh, who ends up um, trapped in a room uh, in a high school during a shooting event. Um, and she's was it really? got a car and she's got a cell phone and she's trying to figure out what to do and what's going on. What's the name of this film? The Desperate Hour. And where would we find this film? Uh, you can rent it. Digitally. Okay, so it's a, it's a, it's a rental. Okay. <laughs> it, and, and it, you know, it's very odd about that, that you mentioned is Naomi Watts can have teenage children at this point in her life. We are old. Yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. So, so I'm playing um, poker uh, with a bunch of local guys, dads um, here on Saturday night. And uh, one of the guys, uh, has a two actually two guys have children in the same class as my eight year old, and um, so I'm talking to him. You know, one of them I knew he was like 37 years old, so he's kind of a little younger. Um, but this other guy, I'm talking to him, and he tells me he's 32, and I'm like, my God, man, if I had a kid when I was 20, you would be my son. <laughs> and your, that, your that is how that works, yeah. And yet your daughter is in the same class as my daughter. It's like crazy. I'm old. We're old. All right. So anyway, sorry, Eric. I, I, I no, had that depressing pre- tangent when you mentioned Naomi Watts with a teenager. I was like, oh. <laughs> because I just, I just saw her in, in boss level, and she's so hot in that. And it's like, oh, my God, she's a MILF. That's, that's you, can, you, can, <laughs> you can be hot past 20 years old, Phil. You're damn right. And Naomi Watts sure is. I'll give you that. Anyway. As long as you're not hot under 15. That's, that's, oh, let's stop this discussion right now. That sounds right. Just, no, that, stop saying. So, so what was that next film you were going to say, Eric, or TV show? <laughs> I wasn't. I'm done. I don't have anything else. I'm just <laughs> desperate to stop this conversation right here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? Uh, any any uh, items of note that you wanted to bring up? No, I don't really have anything. I've been Work's been killing me, so I haven't had a lot of time. All right, sounds good. Uh, for me, um, yeah, we had a death in the family and a, a potential world war, and then I was on vacation for the last three days because we have winter break for our children in New Hampshire this week instead of other weeks. Like, Mike, yours was probably the week before. Um, yeah. So we, I took three days off, and we went up to Portland, Maine, and uh, the basically Anna Kendrick territory, um, and enjoyed uh, three days away from the area after, especially after the funeral of uh, my wife's grandmother. Uh, so I got, I got nothing because of that. Um, what about you, Mike? What do you got? Um, 
Pam and I went away for a couple of days to Mystic um, over the weekend. Um, and while we were there, we did go catch a movie one night, which was uh, Studio 666. Oh, is that any good? Uh, I'm going to guess a lot of it will depend on how much of a fan of the Foo Fighters and David Grohl you are. Mm, no. <laughs> um, like I, I mean, read I, your post and you said you said you didn't like it, but your wife did. I didn't I didn't care for it much because it takes the movie's only like 90 minutes, uh, maybe, you know, maybe 100 minutes long. It takes forever to get to the point. Um, and the, the story is the food is it's, it's a movie by the Foo Fighters starring the Foo Fighters. Um, and some of them do well playing themselves. Some of them act like they're rock stars. Uh, but the idea is that they are recording their 10th studio album in a demonic house. And it's kind of a horror comedy. It's actually got some great kills. There's some good stuff in there, but it's a lot of it's also very derivative. A lot of it's very unfocused, and it feels like they really could have taken about 20 minutes out of the first hour. Because I remember looking at my watch after they finally got to, like, reading out of the Necronomicon or finally getting to the, the main meat of the story. And it had basically been an hour. You were about two-thirds of the film where it really should have been in the, like, the first third of the film. Um, and I am not, like, a... I'm not a Foo Fighters fan. I don't dislike the Foo Fighters. I'm not turning their music off if it comes on the radio, but I'm not like going to see them in concert. I also wouldn't turn down free tickets, but I, I can't tell you all their songs or whatever. Um, so I didn't get any extra special glee from watching them on the screen that if you were a fan, you probably would. I, I thought it was mediocre. Other people might enjoy it more than I do. Um, but it was just, man, is really the best I could say, which is disappointing. Yeah. Um, the other thing we we started watching because Pam was going to go to sleep, and I was looking for something to watch that we don't watch together. And um, there was a uh, new show on Apple Plus called Severance. Oh, I'm going to watch that. Else, once all the episodes are out. Yeah. So, um, it's by Ben Stiller and stars Adam Scott. Um, Adam Scott is a, is a comedic actor. I know him best from, uh, uh, parks and recreation, but I know he's done other stuff that's escaping me at the moment. And it's a science fiction kind of workplace show. It's not a comedy, although it's got some perverse sense of humor. It also stars, I should point out, uh, Christopher Walken and, um, John Turturro. Um, and the idea is that people for a particular business have undergoing a procedure called severance. And the idea of severance is that it is to um, help you deal with the, the, the home life, work life dichotomy by basically severing your brain so that when you walk into, in a way, so that when you walk through the doors and enter the business, you forget everything about your life on the outside. And all you know is what's happening on the inside in, in the business. And when you leave, you forget everything that's happening at your workplace. And you get all your memories back. So you basically become two people inhabiting the same body. And that it kind of sounds... Make sense. 
it, it, it's hard to describe it, but you get it very quickly because what happens, of course, is to the person that works, that part of your personality that only exists while working, that is your life. You cease to exist as soon as you walk out the door and come back as soon as you walk in. So you can never you get any leave? rest. Hmm? You can never and leave. So then how do you leave to go home? You do. How do you know and you're that, supposed to leave if you can't remember? Well, because you, you're told you can go home now. You're told to leave. You're told to go home. There's a, You get a message yeah. from yourself explaining what's going on to you when you when this starts. Oh, oh, okay. That makes a little more sense then. But then that person is like, and it makes, and it's easy for us to look at, oh man, that would kind of be, be great if I could just go into work and then immediately walk out and I would not have to worry about any of the stuff that goes on in my work life. I wouldn't have to live through any of that horse shit. But then you remember there's a part of you that is, that is, that is your, that is your purgatory. That is all that your life is. <laughs> and as far as you know, that's what it is. And so it's just, it's a really weird idea. And it is not portrayed as a as a good idea. Um, there is a, certainly a dystopian aspect to it. And there are only three episodes in. Actually, um, the fourth episode will probably be dropping in a couple of hours. What, what channel um, is this? It's on, it's on Apple, TV, Apple TV. And okay. I was, so I was going to say, Plus. so Pam was going to go to sleep. She ended up being engrossed by it. And so it's ended up oh, another so. show that we're watching together. Um, okay. So it really is. I was surprised at how much I, I grabbed onto it. I was fully expecting it to be a thing that I, I wasn't going to continue with. I was kind of expecting it to be like another invasion. I'd heard nothing about it. I had not heard any hype about it coming on. Um, I just figured I've it was heard some good things so about it, including the fact that Ben Stiller is actually a really good director. Yeah. Well, and I don't doubt that. And that, and his name on it, kind of got me curious, but we've seen big names attached to shady projects before that end up going like, yeah, straight to, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Straight to a streaming service. So yeah, I was, I, I thought, I, so I definitely recommend it, especially if you like sort of weird science fiction, um, with a creepy edge to it, I would certainly give it a shot. All right. Sounds good. Anything else, Mike? Um, uh, I think that's it. All right. Uh, what about you, Kevin? No, I don't have anything. All right. Sounds good. Um, all right. So I guess we can give our final thoughts on our film tonight before we do. Uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy, Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Ascanity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you got this one. Excellent. And uh, Kevin, uh, me, you, Barrett, and Sean Fox just finished wrapping up the podcast. What's that all about? It is about the show Discovery of Witches. It's Discovery of Witches, Vampires and Demons. Uh, it uh, The show Discovery of Witches just ended, so we just gave our series summation, favorite Wrap characters, up. favorite good guy, favorite good folks, favorite bad folks. Folks, people we love to hate, people we just couldn't stand. Yeah, that's right. Let me let me ask, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Without without spoilers, because it's going to be a while before Pam and I get around to the final season of that. Does it okay. stick the landing? It definitely has a, a yes, yes, it does. I think it does. 
It's not the yeah. best landing ever, but it's good. Yeah, there's, there's some anticlimactic moments and some quick wrap ups, but it, it's solid enough. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't get doesn't leave you asking questions. I don't know yeah. that I was asking a lot of questions in the first place, but okay. No, I mean, like when it ends, it's like, oh, well, what's, what's going to happen to this person? What's going to happen to that person? Wait, how do I know all sorts of things like that? It's okay. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's, it, yeah. And put it this way, Mike, you, you, I know you don't like the Dexter ending. It, it's much way better than that. Well, that is the lowest bar you could possibly set. <laughs> right. Is, so so yeah so so it, it it's it's that's why I mentioned it because I do I knew it that. tastes better than dog shit <laughs> exactly yes yeah. it's better than that but oh yeah 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 no it's not bad at all but yeah yeah it's I mean it doesn't blow your way but all right yeah but but it's good it's good yeah that's fair as long as it doesn't have something break. ridiculous like a werewolf baby bonding to a infant vampire thing or something yeah. No. Yeah, okay. no, none of that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. What it, the hell it, show it, is that? It, it, Twilight. It wraps. Oh, okay. It, it, it wraps up uh, pretty, pretty fairly uh, well without making you go scratching your head like that was stupid or that was why I don't understand. So it's 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 all good. Yeah, it's all good. Um. All right, and uh, Barrett. Um. Myself, you, Sean Fox, and maybe Mike will be doing a podcast early april assuming we're still all here uh what's that all about we are going to be doing halo we have not named the podcast yet but we'll be doing weekly podcasts on the show that's right which is paramount plus it's it's a tv show so i might uh, about halo you could call it voices of angels that's good we'll have to figure something out uh i'm thinking of having uh uh, Cortana's name in the title somehow because she's hot. But anyway. priorities. Well, wasn't there something about the Reach in Halo? Or is that a different game? Reach? No, that's, what? I, I think that, I think exactly. you're right. Like, yeah, that's I, what I was I, gonna I, say. We could call it the Reach Around Podcast. I see your point. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure. It would we'll, definitely we'll, get some new listeners. <laughs> Maybe not one, but we could get some entertaining voicemail. <laughs> it probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that we don't get that for Doc Discussions podcast. Ooh, Doc Discussions. Ooh, that must be sexy. Well, it's for people who are sadomasochists, but really are into pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Mike, uh, me, you, Eric, do another podcast that we're probably going to start recording um, later this month. A uh, new episode. What's that all about? Uh, that is Cinema a la carte. Why am I always like drawing a blank the first time you bring this up? Always. I don't know. What is he talking? Oh, right. Yeah, we have that other one. Cinema a la carte, which is where we talk about non-horror films that we each take a turn. You and me and Eric take a turn going through and picking something. Usually an older film, although not always. We've got one coming up from just a couple of years ago. That was an Oscar nominee. Uh, the first and episode best we did film ever, right, Phil? Ever. And yes, that that Indeed. is a Phil film. Um, Eric, I think has had the most eclectic uh, choices. You know, going from the uh, neo western hostels from a couple of years ago to Inside Out, um, and I think Jack Reacher was was your action pick, and then 
Phil going with his 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 lean into the dark drama for a lot of it, such as um, Stalit and Collateral Damn. and <laughs> History of Violence. And I've been a little bit more on the fun and uh, old school genre vibe with uh, especially science fiction, things like Forbidden Planet and Flash Gordon. Um, and uh, so, again, Phil's pick is next. And uh, you'll have to tune in and see see what that's going to be. Yep, exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, so that's pretty much uh, the house cleaning, and I guess we can get into our final thoughts on tonight's film, which was the Texas. Oh, oh, I screwed up again, Jerk. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Without a Space Massacre, twenty twenty two. And di- what's that, Mike? I mean, Eric. I said because it's different. It's very different. Uh, so so different. let's let's go around and give our final thoughts. Uh, so let's start with you, Eric. Um, <laughs> I don't want people are fighting about this movie online and I don't understand why, cause I don't think it's good enough or bad enough to put up a fuss about, um, story is stupid, but the story of a lot of horror movies is stupid. Um, if you're a gore hound, you might want to check it out cause there are some fantastic kills in this movie. Um, so yeah, it's on Netflix. If you've got Netflix and you like gore, check it out. All right. Sounds good. Um, I, for me, I, I'm kind of with Eric where in the sense that it's like all the people that are fighting it over it, it's like strange because it's not necessarily an important film to fight over, but, um, it is, I guess if you're a fan of the original and the franchise and it may bother you in some ways or politically, it could bother you some ways, both whether you're a conservative or Democrat, I mean, conservative or liberal, as, as Mike mentioned, it could bother you some ways but eric has a point which is did you enjoy the film and have fun with it even if it is silly and ridiculous and i did so i would check it out it's nice and short an hour and 12 minutes believe it or not um and then it, it entertained um had some issues with it at many points in the film but i did not regret watching it and uh yeah it's all right. It's all right. Stop fighting about it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Um, yeah, the film's okay. The kills are awesome. I, I liked watching most of that. And uh, it's there's a lot of it in there. So it, it's an okay film. Yeah, and I agree. It's not worth fighting over. It's, you know, you either like it or you don't. If you don't, then you don't. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Let's go with you, Mike. Uh, it's a film. If it was, if it didn't, if it didn't have the name, it would be an okay throwback slasher film. Um, with some good kills and stupid story logic, but because it's got a burden of a name and a benefit of a name, people go in with all sorts of expectations, but they were at least going in, which is the whole point. And people talk about it and all sorts of people seem to be liking it or disliking it for really bizarre reasons. Um, I, I don't think it's worth, like Eric said, I don't think it's worth the fuss. Um, watch it if you want to. Don't watch it if you don't. All right, sounds good. Mr. Lutz. Uh, I can't really add anything to what everybody else said. It's a movie. It was there. It follows the pattern. And, and if you like good gore, then you'll have fun with this one. And if you really want a good storyline, then don't watch this one. (laughs) 
Yeah, All I still right. think if you want to want a horror franchise, Evil Dead still has got the best batting average. Uh yeah, the the first three films were pretty solid. Yeah, that's a damn good point, Mike. Yeah, and and the 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 remake has its fans, and the TV series is pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen the TV series. I heard it's really good, and the remake I consider that the worst film we've ever reviewed on this podcast. But that's just me. But I I, I would agree that that franchise is is pretty pretty solid. So, um, all right, so um, this film here, the tech, uh, I screwed it up again, Eric, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Chainsaw Without a Space Massacre um, is a strange film in a sense that it, that's because it's different. Um, it's a strange film because uh, earlier in the week it was over 60% good reviews and now it's all the way down to 32 as more and more people have seen it. Um, so that may say something. Uh, you call it a precipitous drop. Yes, yes. This, yeah, yeah. There was another film that. Oh, Pet Cemetery. That was another one. That remake of Pet Cemetery that had great reviews, and then as people began to see it, it disappeared down to nothing. <laughs> um, there's a couple others that were like that too. But either way, um, this film is available on Netflix. So if you're a subscriber to Netflix, at least in the United States, um, you can see it uh, as a subscriber. Uh, the film. Um, does have some curiosity uh, because obviously, as Mike said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface, the name and burden of that, uh, of the positives or the burden of that. Uh, the film also has Fede Alvarez as partly story writer and producer. So that, that may be a curiosity. And, and as Mike just mentioned, uh, Evil Dead series, he was uh, the director of the remake. Um, so the film def- definitely has some interest because of that. Never mind the fact that you can watch it on Netflix, which promotes their f- films very heavily, especially films with this kind of, quote unquote, prestige. Um, so that's the only place you can see it. Uh, and if you have Netflix or don't, um, you can subscribe you know, two weeks or 60 days or whatever for free, I'm sure. And check it out. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, with all that stated, Eric, why don't I do this out? All right. Thanks to the listeners. Talk about Texas chainsaw with no space massacre because it's different. Come back next week. We'll have another topic. All right, let's get started. Um, Oh, first off, we're supposed to be pushing cardstock this week. So let's push cardstock this week. Uh, also, what is this? Tape recorder. For what? For recording. Michael is on vacation, and he's asked me to record all meetings and to type up the transcripts. Okay. Uh, Karen, any news from that law firm? Yeah, the deal closed yesterday. It's a six-month commitment. Oh, my God. Dwight, what are you doing? What? You're not allowed to take off your pants in the middle of the office. I'm not. Dwight, you know what? Just back off, okay? That's making me uncomfortable. This so. is sexual harassment, by the way. Oh, my God. He's got a knife. I do not have a knife. No, let the record show that Dwight K. Schrute is now completely nude and is holding a plastic knife to Stanley's neck. Let the record show that Jim Halpert is a liar. Dwight Schrute is now wearing a baby's bonnet. I am not. Oh, Jim Carrey just walked in. Dwight, get his autograph from Michael. Jim Carrey did not just walk in, okay? Dwight, what is that on your stomach? Is that a Muppet Baby's tattoo? Oh my God, Karen, you're right. That is Animal from the Muppet Baby. You can't see my stomach. I am now chopping off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. Ring, 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 ring. <clears throat>